Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax, and it is a pleasure to be with you today as we explore how to start a prop tech real estate business from scratch. The brains behind Rent Ready's software and mobile apps is Ryan Barron, today's guest, and he is the CEO and the founder of Rent Ready. Before launching Rent Ready, he worked at Goldman Sachs and PricewaterhouseCooper, and Ryan is an avid basket fan and enjoys playing music, drums, piano, and guitar, cooking, and traveling. So, Brian, take us into the show by sharing a memorable experience from your formative years that helped you to be who you are today. I'd love to. First, thanks for having me on, Alan. And I think you said it best, you know, when we were just catching up before starting of all of the years feel formative as we go along, but I think it's a great question. One in particular that stuck with me is, you know, I haven't always been the best when I started things, but I definitely always had the most heart and the most hustle in that. And one memory that comes to mind is I really enjoyed math when I was younger and I was not the best when I was pretty little. My mom pushed for me to be able to get into some of the better math classes. And I was, you know, teacher said I kind of wasn't good enough to be in them. And it wasn't until I had a teacher in seventh grade, Mrs. Henderson, that said, no, I'm retiring this year. So if you do well, then great. And if you don't, that's all right too. And she gave me a shot and she switched me into her accelerated math class. And, you know, fast forward a number of years from there, I ended up double majoring in math in college. It became one of my, you know, real passions. I graduated the top of my class with a 4.0 in math eventually. And there's a lot of work that went into getting better at that over time, but it taught me the lesson if someone's willing to put a little faith in you, a bet on you a little bit. When you're willing to put in the effort, you can overcome some maybe lack of natural gift in the beginning of things. Well, that is interesting. What motivated you actually to continue with math when it obviously seemed to be somewhat of a struggle for you? Was it your mother or was there other motivating factors there? I think it really was a lot. My parents, they were very supportive of me trying things I like. And I happened to enjoy it, even if I wasn't the best at it. And we'd play games in the cars sometime. You know, I remember a game my dad used to play with me where he'd say, I'm thinking of a number. If you multiply by this, subtract that, divide by that, you get to 14. You'd have to reverse it back. And I enjoyed that. So I think it was their encouragement that made me enjoy doing it, even when I maybe wasn't the best at it. And then the hustle got me far enough to do all right. <laughs> Well, that's good. It sounds like also your parents made it fun in different ways and shapes and forms. So I'm sure that helped. Uh, well, Ryan, first of all, just give us a little bit of background as to what Rent Ready is. And then if you'll take us into how you got it started and what all you had to go through that startup phase. So Rent Ready itself is software for independent landlords primarily to manage their properties themselves more easily than they've been able to do before. A lot of them we're kind of stuck between this option of either hire a property manager or manage it on spreadsheets. And if they weren't very large property management organizations, they didn't necessarily have access to software that would make it easy to collect rent or to sign leases or run their tenant screenings and find tenants and so on. And so it made it very difficult to handle rent, maintenance, lease, signing, the whole nine yards of managing properties. And so that's really where Rent Ready comes in to help those landlords manage their properties more easily. 
give the tenants a good experience on the other side so that they enjoy living in these properties and want to stay in these properties for you know multiple leases. And a lot of it actually came from my experience as a tenant. So in the early days coming out of college, I was looking for my first apartment. I was very excited to go move into that first apartment. And I quickly realized the process of actually applying to apartments, all of the documentation you have to get to apply to these is quite difficult and sending that in is difficult. And so I originally was building an app. I was programming an app for myself and my friends to make the application process really easy for us as tenants. And it really wasn't until I started bringing that to some landlords that they said, hey, wait, our site's just as bad, if not worse. And what you're seeing is really the effect of us not having what we want. Can you you know, make our side better as well? And so it was a really big shift for me to say, okay, we're developing this software that ultimately the landlord's adopting first because it's making their life better. And that trickles down to making everyone's life better in the process. Well, very interesting because yes, there are a lot of gaps or they're certainly in the property management software and much of it is not really particularly user-friendly for landlords or property managers. And particularly while they are coming out with fairly sophisticated technologies, it is definitely for the larger property managers and there really is nothing there that I know of at the moment other than yours for small property managers. So I'm glad to hear that you are doing that. So tell us about the startup of that, because every entrepreneur is going to be challenged in any kind of particular startup. And this was not just only a startup, it was really a startup in an area where there really wasn't much of a blueprint. So talk to us about what all you had to go through to get this business launched and off the ground. Definitely. There's not too much of a blueprint there, but the blueprint that I feel like came out of it is, I feel very applicable to almost any business at this point, which really became us over time building the software and the business itself around this constant feedback loop of providing something to our customer, in our case, landlords and tenants, getting their feedback on, does that fix the problem that you showed us initially? Are there any other problems that are related to this that we could solve as well? And continually building and reiterating on that. And so that really wasn't a plan going into it. Honestly, it was starting out with a problem I had and bringing that. And people just happened to give me helpful (laughs) feedback on what their problems were. Things like, you know, I handle my maintenance myself. And if someone calls me in the middle of the night saying that their sink is leaking... I don't know if there's a little drip that you could throw a bowl under or it's destroying the kitchen floor. If Rent Ready could give me a video of that issue, I can understand whether this is an incredibly urgent leaking sink or leaking sink that's fine for a day or two. And so that's where we built in a video for maintenance requests. So tenants with a mobile app on their phone could video the maintenance issue that they had while submitting that to a landlord or property manager so that they could then decide how urgent it is or something like you know, auto late fees, where we had a lot of landlords come to us and say, hey, often my tenants pay on time, but when they don't, I'm then manually calculating that and updating that, making sure that's all kept intact. I don't want to have to do that on a daily basis or month end basis. Can you create a way that I give you basically the rules for what I want for my grace period? And if I have a recurring amount, and maybe I'm in a state that has a maximum, and you just automatically apply that. And so that became something that we built in. But it both of those really went back to the core of a landlord or a tenant coming to us with some sort of issue or some sort of idea that they had that could make life better for them and any landlord or tenant in the country and saying, if you can make this, it would make things better for all of us. 
Well, for any business to grow and develop, there has to be a marketing process. So what did you go through to market the product? In the very early days, it was a lot of going to landlord events, meeting with investors in person. And it's funny, you know, some of those where I was going to basically pitch rent ready or explain rent ready to these landlords. Some of them became landlords on our platforms, actually became investors in rent ready themselves in the very early days. So it's exciting to have you know someone that was both using the product and invested in the product at the same time. But a lot of that was starting, you know, ground level with them doing focus groups, uh, going to these in-person events. Over time we've moved, especially with COVID, more digital because of that. But a lot of it has been based around you know, building up this reputation within these communities that there are lots of landlords looking for advice. I mean, for, you know, podcasts like your own, where you're sharing helpful information about everything that could possibly be under the umbrella of investing in real estate and doing that successfully, just going and being able to contribute there in any way we can, helping landlords and tenants any way we can. And hopefully, you know, maybe they take a look at us at some point along the way. We'll be right back after a brief announcement. Are you a busy professional, passionate about the work of your calling, yet realize that even though you love what you are doing, you're exchanging your time for money? You know that if you were to lose the ability to exchange time for money, your financial well-being will be in jeopardy. If you can relate, I have great news. Steve Talker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steedtalker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. Yeah, I hope more and more do that. I just got an email from a realtor. It's on an actually an eight-unit property. And it looks like they did the financials on the back of a napkin. So not very helpful to the buyer. And clearly, the owner of this particular property clearly has probably had a great deal of issues in conjunction with preparing their taxes and just keeping up with their finances all along. So it is a challenge for a lot of uh, small operators. What is your best advice? Advice for those who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs, maybe not just in real estate, but really entrepreneurs in general? Yeah, I think one of them is one we were just talking about. I mean, really taking advantage of that feedback that your customers give you. Most of the time, if you honestly ask people how they feel and you really prompt them to give you honest answers, they'll give you really insightful feedback. But another that was important for me in the early days was just starting. I think when you have an idea for something, it becomes very easy to get stuck in this planning phase of everything has to be perfect. I have to have this amazing, you know, five-year plan that's going to go exactly according to plan. And ultimately, you know, once you start executing, things change, you get that feedback, you have to be adaptable and agile to that. And so some advice that I would have is, you know, formulate some idea of what you want to do, at least to be able to start out. But then start executing and start listening to that feedback and, you know, be adaptable to that. Don't get stuck in that planning phase. It seems so silly, but just starting is so helpful in the process of, you know, beginning and ultimately having any sort of venture that you want. Well, you know, you say that sounds kind of silly, but just starting is just a big part of the journey, not just Mm -hmm. with entrepreneurship, but really just about anything that you're going to undertake in life. And it can be oftentimes overwhelming. It sounds to me like from just what you have shared with us that you initially were really not even looking to start a business, but you were building an app for you and your friends. But at some point in time, that had to evolve into, yeah, we're going to make a business of this. What was the turning point in that process? 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, in the beginning, it was more so a focus on how do I solve this problem? And that's what I cared about more than anything was the problem being fixed and ultimately being able to rent places and having these other people be able to rent easily and happily and everyone just to be you know, excited about renting a place or renting out their own place. It really, for me, became more so time to decide it was a business when I got to a point where I was juggling full-time job I was going to from about 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and coming home and working on rent ready from 10 to in the morning. And you can only do that for so long where you're you know, moonlighting and doing this in between that job. And so I eventually got to a point where I decided, okay, I need to either decide this isn't something I'm going to do for the long term or it is something I'm going to do. And if it is, then I need to really commit to my, my full time. And so that really became where it switched from something that was a passion for me of solving a particular problem and only that to still solving that problem, but dedicating my full time to it in a business capacity. Well, in starting your business and making that transition, so you were doing a lot of moonlighting and a lot of hours in conjunction with that, how were you able to make that transition from that secure corporate job to relying upon the income from your entrepreneurship? I will say it wasn't a super smooth transition. I did you know, give notice at that work. I actually stayed a little bit extra long just to make sure they were in a good place as well. But you know, once I ended there, it was really a, a full switch over. For a little while, I lived in a friend's basement. For a little while, I moved back home. We eventually got to a point where you know, we were stable and growing as a team, moved back at, you know, into an apartment. And we've grown a lot since then. It's been more than half a decade ago from then. But I think one of those things where for me... It was worth it to at least take that leap. Maybe it was moving into you know a basement or back home or whatever it might be to make it happen. But ultimately, having the chance to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish was worth it, whether it worked or it didn't. Being able to look back ultimately, maybe the opposite side of the formative year question. But you know, if I'm 80 sitting in a rocking chair looking back at a younger myself and wondering, did I do what I wanted to do? I felt like at least giving it that full shot all of my time was what I would look back and be happy about. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to or should come down to, I think, for a lot of people when they're making that decision of, you know, should I make this transition? It might not be easy. It might be harder than it was before. Is it worth it? And I think the question then goes to, you know, fast forward to your 80-year-old self looking back, or would you be happy if you made this decision and the worst case happened? And if you can live with the worst case, then everything on top of that is, you know, just icing on a cake. Yeah, well, it's always, you know, frightening to make those major life transitions like that. And so they're not easy to make. And you never really know until you really step out there how things are going to go. And so there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear in conjunction with that. And that's, like you said, starting was the most important part of that journey. And it's those fears that, you know, keep so many of us back from doing those things that we really, really, truly want to do. Well, you've talked to us a little bit about Rent Ready and how it works, but give us a little bit more in-depth understanding. We know it helps with the application process. It helps with the maintenance processes that landlords can know before they actually go out to the place. They've got a video to look at and see what's going on there. So what are the other things that it does for landlords besides that entry process and the maintenance processes? Yeah. So one of the big ones is on the rent collection side of things. So there's a lot of functionality that we built into the platform to essentially give these 
independent landlords the ability to have full control over everything, but very low touch in terms of cutting out all of the manual tasks. So automatically depositing your rent to different bank accounts by properties if you're creating a different LLC for each property, which a lot of landlords will do. The auto late fees side of things. There's also auto pay. So your tenants don't have to remember to pay rent. They just set that up and it it automatically runs. There's even things like blocking partial payments, which came in big for a lot. A number of our landlords came again from a story of one landlord on our platform that was you know in Texas. They were unfortunately going through an eviction proceeding and said, in my state, if they pay even one dollar, it's going to set the eviction, reset the eviction clock for me. So I need the ability to block payments as much as I need to be able to collect rent for a particular tenant. And so we built that into the platform so that you can block partial or full payments from someone. So all of that, and I mean, those are just a you know cherry-picked few from the rent collection side of things, but that is a big part of the platform. But then even the way that ties into, I think you mentioned earlier, the real estate agent that provided some of the financials for the landlord on the accounting side. The accounting side was also one that a number of landlords brought to us saying, you know, it's quite difficult. Even if I'm using QuickBooks, I have to set up these, you know, different sub jobs to get PL by properties. It's just not really built for a landlord to be able to see that level of financial. So we did create a partnership with an accounting software that integrates right into the rent that we're already tracking and collecting for you so that it automatically is pulling in all of your accounting. So you, you have your PL by property without doing any of that work. You have your year-end financials for all of that. And then even you know providing some incentives for your tenants to pay on time as well, which came from both the tenant and landlord side of saying, I'm paying my rent through the platform now. You're helping with the, the accounting side of things. Um, can you help me build my credit as a tenant by paying rent on time? And so that's what we did. We added the ability for tenants to report their on-time rent payments. And it becomes incentive for them because they're building their credit. It becomes great for our landlords because they're getting their rent on time more often. They're, they're always happy about that. So it's really a win-win for everyone in that respect. And then the last of which I think would be around the maintenance side. Some I mentioned like to do it themselves, but others said, either I'm a remote landlord or I don't want to do it myself anymore. Can you give me some sort of way to be a little more hands-off? And so we have an option that they can turn on or off whenever they feel like it, where essentially we will route that maintenance issue to a partner that finds the vendor, sends them over, schedules with the tenant, marks it complete, it updates all in that same dashboard as if they were doing it themselves but they're not necessarily doing any of the work. It's just oversight with no actual work from themselves. Well, it really sounds like a really complete platform. So Ryan, tell our viewers and listeners how they can get in touch with you and how they can take advantage of Rent Ready. The best way is rentready.com. So it's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I because we're a startup and we have to spell something wrong. But we have live chat there that we respond within a minute for anybody that writes in. We love to talk to people. I know I mentioned earlier, the feedback side of things is huge for how we've been able to build the platform to where it is today and how we plan on building it forward. So if you want to drop by and say hi, if you want to mention that you heard us talking with Alan, I'd love to hear it. I think that would be the best way. Okay. Well, great. Well, Ryan, just one last question here as we close this out here. What was one of your most difficult setbacks in life? And it may be with Rent Ready or some other aspect 
aspect of your life. But what was the most difficult setback you've encountered and how did you come through that time? And what did you learn from that experience? It's a tough question. I think in the early days, very, very early on, it was difficult to have you know others get on board with this when Renrate was just an idea. You know, no product, no customers, not not nearly to the scale we are today. It was hard to have others be on board and see the vision of what it would be, and that was a setback. I think any part of growing a company comes very much from your ability to grow a team and them to be excited about what you're building together and what it can be. Envisioning what that is is very important. I think when we were still at that idea stage, it was, it was quite difficult to you know conjure up the extra hands. And I think for me at the time, it was kind of just put your head down and program and stick with it. It taught me that I should just push through things sometimes, even if others don't. And you know, fast forward, you know, a number of years, we have a 20-person team that I love dearly, <laughs> you know, six billion dollars in assets under management, landlords all across the US managing in all 50 states. And a lot of it has come from the growth of that team and those people that eventually along the line said, I see it. I love the idea. I'm I'm in. And they've become a big part of our story. But in the very beginning, if you have an idea that you know you can't necessarily conjure too much support, it's okay to push through it. And hopefully you have a Good non-business support system, which I had. You know, I, I mentioned my parents earlier. I had you know friends at the time, and eventually had some investors along the way and teammates along the way that came on and became you know that growing support system along the way. But I think that's probably one of the biggest setbacks. That's been a learning experience for me, for sure. That I'll keep with me forever. Well, very fascinating and inspiring story, Ryan. So thank you for being with us today and for sharing that journey from start to where you are today. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.